a Shishkin Productions podcast. Here we have a director friend. Famous. A famous director friend. Uh, and His name might start. They, I was going to say they. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're really fucking me up here. It's David Lynch. Um, so anyway, our director friend asked us to cut a reel for for them. And <laughs> Can you imagine if David Lynch is like, Chris, <laughs> cut me a reel? I know it's late and I took all year, but you can stop complaining because I'm finally here. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Yo. Welcome to another episode hey. of This Is A Real Podcast. Hello. How are you today? We're coming at you from the, uh, what is this, the lounge today? Uh, yes, it is the Matt, Matt H. King Memorial Lounge. No. <laughs> Matt arena. H. King Memorial Podcast Arena and Lounge. Yeah, sorry. I fucked it up. It's a pretty great place to be, um, and I'm, I'm just happy that we're here. I'm, I'm happy to be here as well. You know, it's... It's been a few weeks since I've been in the lounge. You know, I've been in the I've been in the the podcast studio, but I haven't been in yep. the lounge. Yeah, this is a this is a nice spot. I'm I'm curious how the energy is going to be when we have our tree fort show because that's not going to be a lounge at all. No, I have a feeling no. that that room is going to be pretty brightly lit, very brightly and I think lit. We're just going to be sitting there, it's, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's going to feel like more like a panel than like a. Yeah, a podcast. I'm guessing. I don't yeah. know that for sure. Yeah, but it just kind of looked like it was, you know, like a cafeteria style table where everyone's on the same side, and you, you know, sometimes we've done podcasts on the same side of the table. The energy is different. It the doesn't bounce around. Different. It does it not. It does not bounce. It does not bounce. It does not bounce. The energy must bounce. I think for a podcast to actually be fucking solid. I agree. But you know, it is what it is. Well, People would rather see a show than listen to art. What, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> we'll, we'll have a uh, we'll have entertaining guests on, or at least yes. one. So I think the energy will be there. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be providing it. I'll the, I'll be tempering. It. Yeah, the beauty of it is like when you have a good guest on, you can just fucking like pimp them out the entire show and yeah. just be like, so blah, blah blah. Tell me this. Tell me that. Like, what's this? Yep. You you make you answer the question. And I'll just make a joke about it. Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> fucking great. Um, Less talking I have to do, the better. Social plugs? Social plugs. We are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Yeah. Or two. Or two. Or ten. Maybe not ten. That's too many. Ten's great. I'd be down with ten. Okay. Well, no, no more than ma- ten. Make though. them all distinct emails, though. You yeah. know, like don't don't spread them, one message across ten. Send them from a lot of different email accounts as well. <laughs> and of course, the illusion of an audience. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have twelve listeners. Maybe shout out Nancy. I found out who Nancy was. Oh yeah, you said you're going to tell me. We're going to do the big reveal on one of these shows. Okay. But I found out, and I was shocked. Wow. Shocked what? or shook. Or shook, both. shook and shock. Shooketh. I was shook shocketh. Shooketh. Wow. I the point is, when you find out, you will also be shocked. Wow. It will I be upset insane. or just shocked? I think it might be the news of the century. Oh damn. I don't want to I don't want to like, you know, tease it too much and make it too That's, big of a thing, but it's the time of our lives. News of the century, I think. Okay. Well, uh, you know, speaking of Nancy, we yes. have this as a real cold oh, yeah, line. Call in. Give it a call. Uh Nancy, I don't know who you are, but 
feel free to call back in. Call back b- before you get revealed on on air. It could yeah. be live. Who knows? Oh, probably might, not. Maybe probably we'll not. reveal it at at three four. We could. We could. <laughs> anyway, that number is <laughs> Call in, leave a message, or text in. If you text in, you don't have to. Um, you know, do that whole social anxiety bullshit mm-hmm. that people claim oh i can't leave a voicemail i'm a i'm a millennial fuck you millennials yeah Yeah, i said it i don't give a rat's ass bro damn you know uh speaking of the sizzle reel cold line i was punching up my resume a few weeks ago because i need to get the fuck out of this company (laughs) 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 no because uh you know it was requested and i uh wow big shot getting a resume request (laughs) whatever it was requested by the same person who requested yours um okay and uh I, i looked at my my most recent resume and the number on there was the sizzle reel cold line that's what i'm talking <laughs> would have been about. hilarious people are out here calling i would never get line. a job i actually think some people might like that some you people might so? be like whoa what a creative cool guy they'd listen to it and be cool. like is this is this one guy or two guys cool creative artists cool so po- what do they say cool collective oh yeah we're a cool collective <laughs> cool hey collective. man this is the kitchen of the of the production world i'm just a dj this is the kitchen and I'm just the DJ. <laughs> I need to get a t-shirt that says, this is the kitchen and I'm just the DJ. Uh, it's, uh, it would be terrible. One person would understand it. Four people would understand it. Um, Chris, what have you been up to? Oh, dude, you know, uh, it's been week two of MLS and that, that's been going pretty smoothly. I think through two weeks, I haven't had a single note, like a real note. There's, yeah. you know, been a couple where we're just trying to figure out the actual uh, presentation, like which logo slash bug goes on which video so you know small stuff like that uh but otherwise it's been smooth sailing um actually you did something pretty dope this week that was a little bit different yeah but i want to actually talk about that in depth let me say what i did real quick because my shit is the same shit i went to jury duty today and i've been working on tree fort doc till like 3 a.m every night how was jury duty uh oh my god jury duty uh i sat there for seven i literally sat there for seven hours doing nothing and then they were just like yeah we don't need you today well no and then the yeah then the judge came out and then she was like i mean uh, throughout the seven hours they had made like four different announcements Mm -hmm. and then they made us watch orientation videos for 30 minutes and uh the judge dude the orientation videos i felt like i was in like a ninth grade psychology class because they were like here's what implicit bias is and legitimately for like that video was like seven or eight minutes long. And I was like, dude, I fucking know what it is. They're like, for example, like, you, you, what did they say? Like, you know that you put on a shoe and you know that you drink coffee from a mug, but you wouldn't drink coffee from a shoe. And I was like, what? I was like, wow, what? How's this explain anything? Someone get me out of here, please. Um, um, I'm full of implicit bias. Sure. Me too. That's why I was like, I'd be a terrible juror. Mm-hmm. Don't put me up there. A but, real juror. but guess what? I, they didn't do it. They didn't put me up there. You know, so I sat there for seven hours and then. Wait, so you called last night and they said that your group. They said we need everybody. Oh, my there God. There was over 100 people in there. I like I started counting because I was like, this is crazy. It's a Friday. No one's doing shit on a Friday. Bro, it was nuts. Like, literally, they, they called four different groups of people in and then over the seven hours. And then finally, the judge came out and was like, thank you all for being here. Like, thank you for your service, kind of. <laughs> and. She was like, even if you didn't get called in, know that like you are the people who make this run and this is such an important thing and blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I was like, 
if it's so fucking important, why are you only paying people $40 a day? Yeah. Like, because it doesn't seem that important because the value you're putting on it's not a lot and everyone mm. fucking hates doing it. So are you considered served? Like you're I'm done? Good. I'm done. I did cool. my I did my due diligence for Damn. the next eight years. So uh, chilling. All right. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you're out of that. Yeah. Um, and back in a tree fort land. Yeah, they were like. You're going to be working all through the weekend. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That sucks, but that's true. But as of the people, as of now, the people hearing this, right? It's mm-hmm. Monday. It's done. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. F- past me right now or whatever. Future me. Something. Past me it doesn't is stoked or no. Past me has to do the work. Future me, who is present me during the record, like playback of this. Is, yeah. It's done. This is why time travel is so complicated. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, right. So I did that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, for me, I think what you were alluding to, um, we have a director friend who a big name director, big name, big, big, big name. He's worked on stuff people have definitely heard of, but I don't think we're allowed to talk about. No, no. I signed an NDA. Yeah. Uh, I might actually get sued just by revealing that I even know this person. What um, if you signed an NDA NDA? So like you couldn't reveal that you signed the NDA. Uh oh, I, mean, I, I did. Oh shit! And I signed an NDA, NDA, NDA. Oh my god! It's oh, like I'm a, in deep shit. It's I like just a can't Russian, talk. It's I like can't. a Russian nesting doll of NDAs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What, what's the word? A litigious nesting doll? I don't know. Contractual. Um, I was gonna say that uh, every listener we've established this. This is canon. Yes. Every listener by listening to this podcast has entered a not like an auditory NDA. It's so true. That's why the show does such shit numbers. It's because no one's allowed to talk. About no word of mouth. You are not allowed to tell anyone about the show. <laughs> so we're crushing it. Hell yeah. We might have millions of listeners, but they're all under NDA, so they can't promote the show. Oh, that's interesting. And they Don't can't tell your and friends. They, they can't even. Is that a problem? Is that why they, they're not calling in? Don't call in. Do not talk to us. <laughs> Don't even look at us. As a matter of fact, do not come to the I live mean, show. And look, that, that's that's my rule all the time. You're not allowed to look at me. I'm, I'm big time. When sponsors, Don't look at me in the eye. When sponsors are like, why, uh, why is the show doing so bad? You're like, it's actually doing amazing. Everyone's listening to the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So now that we're past my NDA and I'm, yeah. I'm already in legal yeah, what, hot water. Yeah, might, might as well just fucking keep on wading into that, into sure. that lobster pot. So we have uh, we have an editor, not an editor, we have a director friend. Famous. A famous director friend. Uh, and His name might start. They, I was going to say they. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're really fucking me up here. Yo, Coob, uh, can you cut that? Coob has started editing the podcast. Coob, can you cut that out, please? All right. Thanks. Oh. Um, so hopefully he listens back to Wow, that. I had no idea. He's he's now editing all the shows. He needs work that badly. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I mean, he pays me to do it. He's like, <laughs> I'm so excited to work on Sizzle Reel. Um, no, the d- famous director who is our friend, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want to like give it away. <laughs> really? Taking our time to get here. His name uh, starts with uh, D and oh, ends yeah. with Avid Lynch. <laughs> yes, it's David Lynch. It's David Lynch. Um, so anyway, our director friend asked us to cut a reel for for them. And <laughs> can you imagine if David Lynch is like Chris? <laughs> cut me a reel. <laughs> like I don't think you need it, Dave. <laughs> I think you're good, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, that's what I've been up to for the past couple of days. Um, <clears throat> and. 
you know, it's it's kind of weird. It's the first I think it's the first time I've ever edited a reel for somebody else. You know, like I've done plenty of sizzle reels for companies or for events or whatever, but never for, you know, someone's work. Um, And it's definitely it's very different because like I I don't necessarily know what to show, you know, what vibe they want. And, you know, you know, he he gave us a few ideas of what he'd like to see. And it gave me something to work with. But at the same time, it's like, well, when I cut my reel, I believe a reel and I think you're the same. It should be kind of a reflection of your personality as well as showing your work. I think for us, that's true just because it's post-production reels. You know what I mean? So like we have the the benefit, like the freedom to kind of like do that stuff. Sure. And, And so this is for, you know, a director's reel, but it's also... It's almost like an agency. Exactly. It's like showing like, hey, this director has worked on these projects and he has a team that's talented around him that can do this X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It, and here's it's, examples of all these things. Animation. It's full service production. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to show f- full service production in, in 90 seconds or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the other part of it is... I think the, maybe the type what if of, we move the logo wall to the front? It, it might. It could be a good idea. Could be that's a good the idea. thing. Really, what happens with reels? I mean, I, I'm a broken record when it comes to this. But when it, reels for me is like, it's just it's just like flash. It has to be. I mean, obviously the work's got to be like look decent. Mm-hmm. But th- what makes it go? What really makes it go and drives the reel is like drives interest. I should say and gets you hired is credibility. Like it's like, hey, yeah. not only like can I light a fucking interview, but um, you know, Fender the, trusted me to light an interview or mm-hmm. Pfizer trusted me to light an interview or, you know what I mean? Like these kinds of things. Like yeah. Big fucking giant companies. Sure. Um, it was, and it's, it's kind of difficult to show like which company is, you know, cause you're, you're just showing talking heads for a decent portion of it. And yeah. it's like, well, n- no one knows who this person is cause they're not famous. Like they, yeah. they work for an important company, yeah. but they're not famous. Um, it, the 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 other part is I think the kind of work that they're trying to get from this reel are like you know talking head corporate tech, corporate they want corporate, corporate shit, yeah. shit yes which which is weird for David Lynch but it is it is he, he's transitioning you know yeah. oh. um, not like that he's okay. transitioning in his career uh-huh. um, in their career <laughs> 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 um, uh, I see what you mean though it is it is. It's not the sexiest reel because it's corporate shit. But personally, like, it doesn't matter because they don't they don't want to see over the top shit. I don't think if that's you know if they're just asking for fucking corporate videos, they yeah. don't want you to show them a car commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I get it. Uh, it's just you know it's not you know when I when I've edited my reels, there's like one or two talking heads through the entire thing, right? And it's it's not even like a standard like lit interview sit down. It's you know maybe someone talking at the camera and doing something right with right, their right. arm, you know, doing something fun and exciting. Yeah, um, there's motion to it. Yeah, so yeah. Right. I'm always in my reels. You know, the energy is at between ninety and a hundred the entire time. Yeah, and for this, you, you just can't really edit it that way because it doesn't make sense that's not the kind of uh videos that are being produced so it doesn't necessarily yeah. make sense to cut something that way but part parts of the reel that i cut are you know very fast you know like the b-roll 
type montage and time lapses. There's some, you know, good energy starts around like 30 or 40 seconds in. But yeah, it's just been I interesting. Like, I feel like you could just keep the, I think you could still do high energy and just like, you know, the thing with the talking heads, I feel like it might be like the solution might just be show the best three setups or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. I know like we want to show a lot of them, but that's why that video wall at the end of it works really well. Sure. Cause you're like, okay, cool. Here's like 30 different talking heads. It's yeah. like, yes, we understand. I think full screen, we just need to show like the three best setups, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's even something that we talked about after they watched V1. It was cause like, I, I think he's, fairly happy with it like he's he didn't i wish i wish i had a david lynch impression on deck but i just don't <laughs> he you know he didn't seem upset with the the first draft he seems i like it but where's the dune thing <laughs> that's the best i could do i um, asked for this worm where's the worm uh, slurm flirty worm oh is that hmm. what the dune worm's real name is? yes it is um but and, and you know even in, in our conversation they were like, I, my conversations with David, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, they kind of echoed the same things I just said that, you know, like it's, it, it's hard to edit for, you know, to, to convince people to hire you for this kind of work. Um, and yeah. you know, I think he's, he needs to kind of figure out some like, and he, he said as much like he kind of has to figure out what he wants out of this reel a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, we'll see. For me, it's like. Like, I mean, if I had to do it, I would legit throw all of the logos at the top. Yeah. And then I would, you've seen the way that I like to do reels. Like I'll dedicate a piece of the screen just to like the logo for whoever that was for or something like that. Just so that way. But then that kind of is weird too, because that segments the reel in a weird way. And and some of it is like collapse between different brands and you're like, well, what, I'm not going to show both of them was like i don't know it's weird yeah i think my my thought with this was just like pick you know a bunch of my favorite shots if i can make them make sense together then sure and you know he was like on the phone call he was like you know do we do i want to tell a story with this and like what story would that even be and i was like i I have no idea i don't think there's a story but yeah i just wanted to get like a v1 out that has a lot of good shots so that he has something to to ruminate on and and you know to we can it's better than not having anything exactly exactly i like it i thought it was fine i thought it was a good reel for what it's worth thanks man i appreciate thought that. it started a bit slow it does start Ending slow. Was a little bit fast selection of b-roll was like not great uh graphics were weird <laughs> okay but it was decent, decent all, right, thanks. all those things aside <laughs> thanks um all right well, let's uh we have a really really packed second half because we're gonna do the selection show for um the very uh, we'll get into the name of it later. Mm-hmm. Well, the name's already on the fucking episode. This is a real trope creep invitational bracket madness. Yeah, I'm very That's excited for that. Going to be in the second half, and it's going to be long. So we have one news story. Um, you want to intro it, and we'll just do like two minutes on it. Um, yeah, sure. So this has been in the news lately. Uh, you heard this- about this? You heard about this? <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is uh, it's a strike. We have a strike. Whoa. Well, possibly. We have a team of post-production professionals who are ready to strike and have set a deadline for April 1st. And that team is the the editing staff of Saturday Night Live. Yep. Saturday Night Live. Everyone's favorite uh, comedy show. The, the show that makes people go, oh, is that still on? Yeah. <laughs> the, the show that makes people say, ah, yeah, it hasn't been funny in 10 years. Um, I got to say... 
I was reading about the strike a little bit. Yeah. And I was I was like, I, there was a lot of pieces I didn't really understand. I was like, wait, they're union, but they don't get paid union rates. The shit isn't fair. Like, what? how is this working? I, so there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. What I do know is that uh, this, apparently this Mario Kart sketch where uh, the idea of it, right? The yeah. premise is it's Pedro Pascal as Mario. Um, and it's like last of us meets Mario Kart. Exactly. But I scrubbed through it on YouTube and it looks fucking incredible. And in one of these articles, uh, it said that the whole thing was done in two days, I think, which is unbelievable. Fucking bonkers. Honestly, they said, Everything is shot on Friday, which, first of all, to shoot that in a day is insane, too. It's true. Everything's shot on Friday. It goes from there to the lead editor, and it's worked on. The Mario Kart sketch on the show last week needed... This was... They said, I don't know when that aired, but the Mario sketch on the show needed graphics and effects and a lot of work that should take weeks. It's done in two days, mm-hmm. which... Two days. Wild. Yeah, So, and you were telling me that... The, the way the editors were doing it is basically taking shifts like one, you know, each project or each different scene has two editors and one will, you know, work on it while the other sleeps and then they'll reverse roles until and, it's done. Well, and apparently that's not just this piece. That's just like standard operating procedure over yeah. there where it's like they get the footage and there's a couple different editors. And then it's, the quote here is one editor would go to sleep for a little bit. Then the other would come in and continue to work. And when the other editor has slept, they come back and work. Uh, they come back and work on the show or whatever. So it's like, yeah, like you said, like a like shift, like swing shift, night shift, crazy shit, like news yeah. type. Uh, yeah, probably. it is. It is. And, you know, like it, there are some projects that do require that. I understand it. You know, it's a weekly show and it, it does need to be done quickly. But if you're going to put your people in those kind of working conditions, then you need to pay them properly. Apparently, they're not being paid union rates. They're being paid like well below their peers. And yeah. uh, I believe there's an issue with their health insurance as well. Or, you know, the health benefits aren't what they should be. And I mean, end of the day, right? Like, you know, I know digital shorts and like f- clips and, and like the video sketches are like a j- giant thing for SNL, especially now. I feel like they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the, over the decades. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, if, if you're going to be dedicating that much of your show to those things and they're going to be such big budget type or like, you know, bigger budget or more involved looking things, like you said, you got you got to pay the people, man. Yeah, if you don't want to if you don't want to pay them for that type of shit, then just don't do don't do video sketches like just do theater like do live shit you know what i'm saying like yeah I, it's supposed to be saturday night live not saturday night like couple sketches and a bunch of taped shit like it's <laughs> that wouldn't even flow <laughs> sn snc ts i don't know whatever um yeah it's it's disappointing but it's just wild to me it's snl it's an institution you know like there's no way that, that they, they don't have the money exactly yeah. You know, like how much is Lauren Michaels worth? And also, I mean, not to mention that it's just not, not even just SNL. Rough, roughly half a billion. Salary, yeah. 30 million. And not, not even just SNL. It's like it's bigger, right? Because aren't SNL owned by Universal yeah. or NBC, yeah. all them. So it's like literally one of the few remaining 
uh, properties. Yeah, yeah. That, at like, that point, you're talking about a billion dollar company, and they they can't pay maybe multi billion. I don't know. I'm I don't sure, know but it's just like yeah, it's like it's insane. It's like bro, come on, man, just like pay the pay the wage that the union has has has. They're not demanding. yeah. They're like not they're not even outrageous raise raise raises. Yeah, wages raisins. <laughs> Outrageous raisins. Yeah, they're not even outrageous raisins. Raises. Wages. Rages. Exactly. <laughs> it happened to me, too. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, We'll see. We, I guess we can only wait and see what happens at this point. Yeah, and I mean. It, hopefully, over the by the time this episode posts, shit's not different. But, I don't know. The most listened to Sizzle Reel episode was when we, uh, like, talked out of our asses about IATSE. Yeah, about that's, that strike. We that's, didn't know anything about that, so that's probably why we don't have listeners. They listen it's, to that episode no. and they're like, "These idiots don't it know anything." Not. It's the NDA. Oh yeah, it's, it's the, the NDA. NDA. Um, all right, shall we go to break? Let's do it. All right, when we come back, we're gonna do the sizzle reel trope creep invitational bracket madness. Woo. Welcome back, Sizzlers. And, well, you know, it is it is March. So yeah. we have a very special new segment, a new old segment, yes. an old new segment. Uh, this is the sizzle reel trope creep invitational bracket madness. Yeah, that's right. It's, and, uh, it's a confusing name. Yeah. And we haven't described what it is at all, Yeah, but it's a good name. So it's a uh, it's tournament style like we've done the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, we we pick these topics uh, and then we face off then we yeah we discuss them and we pick a winner uh and this year we're doing tropes uh, right. you know television tropes movie tropes whatever yeah. uh and we're using tvtropes.com yeah. or .org as our uh inspiration and then our source material our really. source material yes and what we're doing here i think to pick them there is a button at the very top of the website that says random trope why don't you explain real quick what a trope is before we go any further just so because i feel like some people might not exactly know what it is sure so straight straight from tvtropes.org a trope is a storytelling device or convention a shortcut for describing situations the storyteller can reasonably assume the audience will recognize tropes are the means by which a story is told by anyone who has a story to tell um they're not the same as cliches they they may be brand new, but seem trite and hackneyed. They may be thousands of years old, but seem fresh and new. They're not bad. They're not good. They're they're tools for the creator to express their ideas. So it's basically the, a it's a trope. I mean, that's a, yeah. really the only way to describe it. It's just it's just a it's just a concept, really, yeah. in writing, right? So that it, that you see that you recognize across different media, different platforms. It's, writing is patterns, and this is just patterns exactly exactly um so like for example one it it can be as simple as science hero that can be the trope yes science hero and that would be like you know you see him all over comic books and uh and superhero movies it's a hero who uses science and like literally science is the reason that they save the day yeah so uh, i can't think of anyone off top but uh um, this article has a lot of examples so i don't know uh you know, there's the black. It says Black Panther, in addition to being a super soldier, which is another trope, and action politician with the resources of a super advanced nation at his disposal, has a PhD in physics. So mm-hmm. he is a science hero, right? Sure. So these they exist everywhere. This is going to be a bit of a crazy 
uh, segment. Yeah, because it might be a mess. It's it's probably going to be a mess because it's a selection show. So we're going to like unveil what the bracket is, but we don't know it because we're just going to hit rant. There's a random button, right? Like yeah, you said. Yeah. So we're just going to hit this random button and it's going to just generate our bracket. And we most likely do not know any of these tropes. So we're going to have to like read and learn and fill time as we go. So yeah, we're it's, it's going to be a doozy. Yeah. Um, and then just explain the name of it. You know, it's called the trope creep invitational. So scope creep is the whole thing. It's like where sure. Kind of you have a project and you, it's supposed to the scope of the project is supposed to be X. And then suddenly they keep adding little tiny things on yeah. it and it Extra creeps, deliverables. and it gets bigger Extra and bigger graphics. and bigger. Yeah. And you're like, wait, More where's days. my extra money? Um, and so, I feel like that's kind of actually what's happening with this tournament because it was supposed to be kind of a small, easy idea. And now we have to do a lot. Man, so it's a trope creep. So which trope is going to creep to the top? Uh, we'll find out. Who knows? We'll find out. Today, it's the selection show. We're going to unveil the bracket. And then the next two weeks after that, we're going through the bracket. We're going to have some special guests on. It'll be a good time. Can't wait. All right, Chris. So without any further ado, why don't Ooh. you go ahead and kick off? The Sizzle Reel Trope Creep Invitational Bracket Madness Selection Show. All right. The first trope is interrogation flashback. This is a good one. This is one that I actually recognize. Um, Tell us a little bit about the interrogation flashback. So it's basically when uh, you see our protagonist or, you know, so, someone important to the story. They're in a, in a holding cell and there's a couple detectives around with a, a light shining brightly on them. And, you know, they're, they're, they're asking them questions and then they start, well, it all started about six weeks ago. And then and suddenly. Then it, and, yeah, exactly. And then we go into the, the flashback. I, I think people know what a flashback is. I don't yeah. think we have to explain that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a great one. Yeah. No, it's a very good one. I that's, think that's actually a strong number one seed, in my opinion. I agree. Um, okay, I just uh, got our second seed. That's going to be facing off, or I guess it would be the 16. That's going to be facing off against Guardian Angel. The wow. Guardian Angel trope. That's why yeah. I just pressed it and I also got that. So I'm going to have to reroll. Yeah, it's a uh, Guardian Angel is a benevolent supernatural entity whose main function is to protect and guide a person. This trope ha has been used forever and ever. And uh, it's still, it's probably been used from. From the very first stories ever told, most likely. And okay. I actually called it Guardian Angle, which that's not what it is. Yeah, that's fine. So that's a really solid first matchup. Um, let's continue the selection process. All right. Uh, my next one is Art Shift. And I, this is probably typically for animated uh, series or movies. And it's, oh. it's what it sounds like. It's when you start off with one art style and everything kind of switches to another art style for whatever reason. Um, I think, did they do that in Waking Life? Or was, that's kind of not exactly the same, but. Yeah. Um, I know there's some, uh, there's a, a an episode of Adventure I, Time that does it. There's some Futurama episodes that do it. I personally took this as the shift in time Oh, of, of the art, like Simpsons, how the animation gets better and better, but I might have misunderstood it. Oh. Because I didn't actually read it. Um, not to be confused no, with instances where the visual art unintentionally changes as a role, uh, result of, for instance, the animation being subcontracted to the different studios. There you go. Okay. That would be called off model. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, um, here's one thing I'm learning is that when you hit random trope off of a certain page, uh, it just takes you to the to the next thing. You know what I mean? So like, I Are clicked you on art something, shift. something. 
I, when, when I was on the art shift page and hit random trope, it took me to something, something Leonard Bernstein. That's what happened to me. Which okay. um, I guess that'll be the next one. Something, something Leonard Bernstein. Um, I think it is when, oh, it's a, it's a reference to that um, REM song because uh, uh, at the end of the world as we know it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, no one knows the lyrics, but everyone knows exactly. when it goes Leonard Bernstein. So that's a, that's a pretty pretty good one. I mean, that's very specific. But a lot of these will be, I think. Um, why don't you take us into... So our shift is going to face off against something, something Leonard Bernstein. Why don't you take us into the next one? All right. The next one is disgusting vegetarian food. Um, I I think that more or less, you know, speaks for itself. You know, it's self-explanatory. Uh, but it's basically being offered vegan or vegetarian food and the the reaction is yuck or gross or you know you know make you make fun of it for whatever reason it's got the uh as the example it has calvin and hobbs yes with the line i'm a dessertarian <laughs> 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 so pretty good uh that's going to be going up against tabloid melodrama um Ooh. that's basically i assume that's just yeah shots of tabloids and shows where it's like scandal or melodrama. And, yeah, it's it's know. basically like when when the protagonist walks by the newsstand and they they pick up a piece of you know the newspaper and uh-huh. on the the headline is about them and it's saying bad things and they're like oh shit I got to get out of Dodge or you know yeah it's that classic shot of uh, someone looking at a newspaper with their picture on it or mm-hmm. whatever you know um, so that's that's gonna be a good one too this is actually pretty pretty good little little matchups we're getting here. Oh, this one. This one is tough. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Elder abuse. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the the description here. When you when you hear the term victim of abuse, who do you picture? Someone being bitten, beaten, or otherwise mistreated by their partner? A child or teenager being harmed, threatened, or neglected by their parents? Yes, they're all real and horrible truths. However, there are others who can frequently find themselves victims of abuse. And what is one such group in society that often finds themselves in this scenario? Who Are they trying to get to a word count? Jesus. The, <laughs> the elderly. Older people are often vulnerable. Uh, I can't think of any specific examples. I, I kind of get them thinking of Sopranos with the, the mom. Okay. Tony, I think it's Tony's mom, right? Well, I've never but seen. It's not necessarily like, you know that that bad or how about but it it can also be used as a like a comedy device like think maybe i keep going back to simpsons but you know abe simpson yeah you know they'll like just kick him out and you know throw literally the entire relationship with him exactly exactly um that's a pretty pretty strong one um all right it's gonna go up against soap within a show oh this is a classic this is a good one love this this. one um and that's not soap like soap the 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 soap bar like a Dove soap or whatever. No, it's this a soap is a opera. soap opera. Yeah, so a soap within a show. It's got a as its like example. It has Futurama in here. Yes, all my a- circuits, <laughs> which is hey, it's a classic. Is is it? Yeah, yeah. It's got the best actor in the world. Shows within shows are always a crazy thing. That's so. This is a subtrope of show within a show, but I think everyone knows shows within a show. But this is specifically soaps within a show. So. Well, we'll get, I mean, obviously when we get to it next week, we'll get a little more in depth. Um, but moving. Calculon. Move, is that a line for <laughs> oh, that? That's the actor's name. Oh, word. He does a big dramatic pause. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, all right, moving on to the next one. Uh, this one is, uh, seems a little racist. Sombrero equals Mexican. Uh, when one thinks of a Mexican stereotype, they think of a person wearing a sombrero, uh, which is a wide-brimmed hat. Yes, we know. And a poncho. You know, basically, it seems like it's just the trope of... It's like, hey, we need to establish this character's Mexican. Exactly. Throw a sombrero on him. Exactly. You know? Think Speedy Gonzalez. Exactly. That's the first one I thought of, too. That's going to go up against Corrupt the Cutie. So um, this is where a series will introduce a character as sweet and lovable. Um, and you're like, oh, I'm going to root for them. This is just kind of a side character. And then bit by bit, they change the character slowly, slowly over time. And it mm. affects their personality. So they either become less likable or devious or more aggressive. So basically, you're taking the cutie and you're corrupting it. Gotcha. Um, that's a, that's also a pretty... This is going actually a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm glad that we're like establishing this bracket because I'm going to actually go through and do research, I think, before next week for this. Sounds good. Uh, The next one will be Glowing Eyes of Doom. So another classic. Yeah, this is basically I, I would I would assume that this is mostly in in animation, but basically the eyes will glow when something's evil or something's evil or when something bad is about to happen from like that person is going to cause something bad to happen. Right. You know, think super villains or like maybe pr- probably someone from Yu-Gi-Oh. I if, don't know if you corrupt the cutie. Maybe there is a scene where the cutie's eyes oh. will glow, right? Cause they're glowing eyes of doom. Uh, that's going to go up against the new era speech. So, this is pretty good. Uh, like TV tropes is just such a ballin website mm-hmm. because like l- pretty much I would say 90% of the time from the title, you know exactly what it is. Like, yeah, new yeah. era speech is a villain who's like taken over a almost taken over the world and yeah. their plan is almost there. And they like give a speech about how this is now it's like a new future and this is a beginning of a new era and it's from there the end of the world as we know it Leonard Bernstein <laughs> uh, some, something the, the way that this speech can go right it can go a variety of ways I think usually what ends up happening is you know like classic villain shit they give it all away and yeah. then like while the they talk about their beautiful plan and then it falls apart because they took too long talking about it um, but the new era speech versus the glowing eyes of doom. That's going to be a really uh, kind of villainous, villainous matchup there. <clears throat> well, 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 this one is, is the opposite of that. This one is the power of friendship. Um, and now I can't think of anything. I just love off. how like literally the first sentence says a major theme in all media, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's basically when, when love conquers all, yeah. I'm sure that's a, a, a technically that's a separate yeah, trope, different one. but it it's that same kind of idea where, for whatever reason, the friendship is has almost like supernatural powers, or you know, like mm. so, so maybe a superhero is just been thrown into the ground and they're basically about to die, and then they think about their friend it's like and i mean they, they gain power you know they like right, find right. the motivation yeah or even like how i don't know for me like i thought of shrek and donkey right like that's a crazy friendship that has and again that's probably categorized in a totally different subcategory as uh, yeah, well yeah. something like sidekick like dumb sidekick or whatever or like 
hating the sidekick, but really there's friendship there, you know. But I don't know. It's 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 a very very big picture. I, I think one. it's okay to take our liberties with some of these and kind of expand them, and you know they can be kind of a more general idea than this very very specific yeah. instance. Uh, just because we would get so in the weeds otherwise. Um, the one that it will be going up against is Pride Parade. <laughs> so the power of friendship versus Pride Parade. Like, com- considering the one before it was Glowing Eyes of Doom and New Era Speech, this is two very different ones. But basically, yeah, I mean, we all know what a Pride Parade is. This is uh, this is basically saying that sometimes it just says we'll have little or nothing to do with the plot they just kind of throw it in in the background or it's just something that's happening hmm. maybe like if you have an episode that releases in june right during yeah. pride month yeah. you might like like kind of shoehorn in like a pride parade going on even though it doesn't actually have to do with the plot sometimes i don't think i've seen this one too often in media yeah, yeah, this is, the, I think, well, I think this is also a newer one because, it is, you know, it must like, be. I don't think Pride Parades were even being shown on 10 years ago, right? They weren't, you weren't seeing that as a storyline. Yeah, that's true. All right, what do you got? You got the next one? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is very interesting. It makes me think of video games, honestly. I think this probably is a video game. It's, it's called Shield Bearing Mook. What is a mook? A, mo- a mook that carries some sort of shield that protects them from standard attacks from the front. Maybe they can do a shield bash. Uh, ba- so this is like a bad guy who runs around with the shield? Yeah, I think but so. specifically in video games? Uh, I don't think it says that it's specifically in video games. There's honestly not a lot of information on this one. Um, but I think the main idea is you. they have like an extra layer of of armor with the shield and right. like it's hard to penetrate like say you're you're taking out enemies left and right and you're having no trouble and then then the big guy comes in with the shield and all of a sudden your your punches aren't going to work right. because they can just be blocked and you, you have, have to, to find alternative or hit them hit them enough times to break it or yeah, something just kick them in the nuts well that uh, i don't even want to i don't want to like uh you know get ahead of us but i I don't know how far that one's gonna go especially because it's going up against a really cool one safely secluded science center oh which is uh pretty good i mean that explains itself it's like oh you know this science center is away from everything because it's top secret or or it's safer to keep it over here but in reality like it might not be maybe it's deep underground maybe it's hidden in the mountains yeah to me the first thing i thought of was pokemon yeah. Whereas like, uh, is that what the screenshot is from Pokemon? Uh, uh, kind of looks like it. It um, looks like it. Oh, it's Earthbound. But for me, oh. I thought Pokemon because I don't know. It didn't it felt? It just felt like, uh, like in those early games, they had like Bill's house or whatever, and he had like the the Pokemon Transformer machine mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And it was way secluded; you couldn't even get to it. Um, that's the first side of the bracket. First oh wow! Side of the bracket Halfway done. through. So let me let's go back real quick. I'll kind of run. R- give you a rundown of what we got going on on the left side of the bracket interrogation flashback is going up against guardian angel art shift is going up against something something leonard bernstein disgusting vegetarian food will be taking on tabloid melodrama elder abuse is going up against soap within a show sombrero equals mexican is going up against corrupt the cutie we're going to see glowing eyes of doom facing off against new era speech the power of friendship will take on the pride parade. The shield-bearing <laughs> muck will take on the safely secluded science center. Wow. So that's a 
really great left side of the bracket. Hey, we're doing good so far. Um, shall we move on to the second part of this? Sure. This next one, uh, this one's a little interesting because I think this goes a little bit outside of just uh, television and movies. Uh, this one is called Metal Band Mascot. And it is, once yeah. again, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, for some reason, heavy metal bands often have a mascot character that appears on all their, their albums, their posters, their T-shirts. Yeah. Um, some of the, the one examples that I, are Avenged Sevenfold has the Death Bat. The one I think of when I first think of this is, uh, was it, no, not Judas Priest. Someone had, like, this one thing that was, like, a, it's just a skeleton. Like, you know that skeleton that, like, was, like, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the, oh. the the thing that would tell bad jokes and shit. That's like you know what I'm talking about. I think I, I do. It's like it, I, I mean, I obviously don't know it very well, but uh, yeah, you know, they, they, yeah. there's always if you know it, write in. You know, yeah. this is something Kevin probably knows. Kevin, text text the cold line. Let Black, us know. Black Sabbath has the fallen angel slash ascended demon. Uh, well, Danzig has a demon skull. This is good because it happens to go very well with the next one, uh, which is the I Am Becoming song. So this is uh, basically a song that a character sings um, about what they are becoming, right? So it mm -hmm. says this is related to the I Am song, but it isn't about what the singer is. It's about what they are becoming. So almost the first thing that strikes me is that Britney Spears song, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Because <laughs> like, oh. And then the, it has uh, a, is this Elsa? On this yeah, thing? that's Elsa saying let it go, it looks like. Um, in, in the Tarzan animated movie, there's, you know, when he's a child, uh, he, be, you know, becomes an adult. It's through a song. Uh, Lion King is probably, I was going to say, a probably a great example. Basically, yeah. right? Isn't that the, because uh, there's that shot of Simba walking as he's getting older and older and shit like that. Exactly. And maybe, maybe that's not exactly the same thing. Because, well, no, it is because it, it, you <laughs> exactly. know, he's, he's learned. Maybe not exactly, but exactly. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's similar because he's. I think it's correct. Right? He's, yeah, he is becoming uh, lazy like Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's doing it right, you know. Uh, the first Timon and Pumbaa, the first anti-capitalists in the Disney universe. Uh this next one is one gender race, uh, which uh, it looks like the first example they show is, uh, I, I don't remember their names, but Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z, mm -hmm. whatever his race was. Uh, I guess there's all the green, the green things. I never really watched Dragon Ball Z. Um, yeah, uh, that's. So, I mean, that's a great example. It's basically what it is. I, I can't think of any other examples, but it's just when a species has a single gender for whatever reason. Uh, what about minions? Minions are genderless, aren't they? No. So oh, maybe not. They have men's names, don't they? Well, they're all like, no matter if they're genderless or yeah, whatever, yeah. they're all one You're right. yeah, gender. Yeah. Absolutely. Know? They're all asexual. They're little minions just fucking doing their thing. Little minions. Um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, it's going to be going up against emotional regression. Mm. Emotional so damage. It's basically the it, it, it's it's what it sounds like you know over time people grow older they become more mature and grounded in reality in this case they become more immature as they grow older right yep um but it could i guess it could be based on a variety of things it could be you know could I mean, be like a, a midlife crisis for a guy yeah like, like someone buying a motorcycle right something like that uh, i don't know uh, uh it, that's pretty self-explanatory self sure um, um what do you yeah what do you got what's the next one 
I don't really understand it. It's called Love Can Make You Gonk. Isn't that where like like when cartoon characters would be like, ooga, ooga. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. Like, hello, nurse. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's a classic. Yeah, this is a pretty good one. I think this is a contender to go pretty far because it's just kind of funny. Uh, this is when you see like floating hearts, you know, the dislocated yeah. jawbone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The tongue that just like rolls all the way exactly. up. Exactly. It's a, it's a classic one. And uh, it's going up against another great cartoon thing, Invisible Holes. Oh, that's so, a tough matchup. Yeah, so that's like where, you know, a character, like maybe they maybe they were standing somewhere and there was a bunch of like gunshots fired mm-hmm. at them. And then they like look up and they're like, oh, I'm good. It didn't hit me at all. And then they have a drink of water and water starts coming out of their body. Exactly. It's a that's a that's a pretty good one. That's that's classic. It's uh it's it's funny slapstick. All right, so we are almost done with the top part of the right side of the bracket, and uh, what do we got coming up? Now? Oh, this is a good one too. The chalk outline, which mm. you know, I think that people are very familiar with it. You know, you're at a crime scene. There's no body, but there is an a chalk outline of where the body was. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that's really all there is to it. Yeah. I don't think that happens in real life. You know, I I'm bet sure it's you happened that's before. the kind of thing that used to happen. Yeah. And yeah. then like then they were like, yeah, we have much better ways of, of like we measuring. Have, we have cameras. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh that's going up. <laughs> that's going up. This is a contender for going really this far. Is good. Crying at your birthday party. That's <laughs> fucking awesome and the first thing i think of is that song it's my party on cry if i want to you of know course song? i mean that's <laughs> do i know that do you know song? you ever heard do of? i know that song? You heard about this? um i uh i think crying at your birthday party is is a pretty pretty classic trope that one's pretty cool i can't personally think of anything off top like any episodes where this kind of thing happens any episodes of any shows no but may- uh, maybe we can uh do a little bit of research uh, before the next, yeah, the next round, and kind of you know give some more concrete examples. Yeah. So crying at your birthday party. Oh, what is this? I think what we should do oh, is we this should, is a good one. We should make the guest not. We shouldn't give these to the guest. Okay. We should just do research and explain them to the guests. Yeah. So yeah. that way they can make it their decision. Yeah. Um. So this one is called the medium shift gag, and. <sighs> This is this is good. It's similar to the uh, the animation to shift art, to one art shift, to yeah. art shift that we were mentioning, but this uh, it takes it. So the the example that they show is an episode of SpongeBob uh, when they're all <clears throat> they're all underwater. It's Squidward, uh, Mr. Krabs, SpongeBob, Patrick, and then the next shot they're above water, but instead of being animated, they are like real life. Yeah, it's Pup- like, it's they're like puppets made from real life objects. Exactly, it's an actual sponge, an actual starfish, mm-hmm. uh, and then Squidward comically still has a big nose and googly eyes. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's basically just a uh, like a it's supposed to be funny and like subversive, takes you out of the moment for a second. That's going up against the Magic Idol singer, oh. right? So it says it's it's opposite is the evil diva. So I think that kind of gives you an idea of what this is. And I would say, like, this is kind of a it's it's a blurry line because, like, you know, I think some like I'm just just thinking about Elsa, right? Like Elsa Mm -hmm. can take the she can kind of be right, like a magical idol, magic idol singer in certain ways 
or like maybe the person from Wicked, I would imagine, is like a magic idol singer in some ways. But I'll have to do some more research on this one. Um, yeah, basically an idol singer gains the ability to fight crime, but often by way of singing, or uh, a girl becomes an idol singer through the use of magic. Oh, there you go. Um, all right, what do we got? We have we have uh, six more left. All right, this one uh, might take some explanation. Zebras are just striped horses. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's a, I guess maybe an example of it can be like when someone like, I could see someone like buying horses and painting stripes on them to yeah. like pass them off as zebras or whatever. Uh, when this trope is in play, a zebra will be seen alongside horses and even acting like them. People may be riding on them too, or they may appear as the horse half of a centaur. Oh, and it's also kind of saying like the fact that they're sometimes used interchangeably. Like it says in Dumbo, zebras pulling a carriage during the circus parade, mm. like a job the horses normally would do. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good one. That's going to go up against salary man. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, the typical white collar workers at the bottom of the ladder in America. They'd be peons, office drones or wage slaves, oh, but in Japan, man. they're salary men. Um, yeah, this is good. I mean, there's like whole like arcs there. I mean, this, this is a, I feel like this one reminds me of video games a lot. Just because uh, I feel like in something like uh, Persona or something yeah, like, yeah, that makes like Yakuza, they, they have Because I immediately thought about anime. Oh, or that game. What's that game where like, oh, this is crazy, but this is like such a deep pool. This has nothing to do with post-production. It's This is like a, a Flash game. Remember it was like a Flash game and you were like this little like salary man in like a suit and your job was to like not fail or something or else or else you got killed or something it was like it's like a brutal. weird weird flash game it was just like but it was like uh, like so um like eight bit almost like top yeah. down it was like very like just it was like a time waster for like five minutes yeah sure you know? yeah i'll look it up i'll have it by next week great i'm, a, I'm just a salary man <laughs> um uh i say we skip this I'm one gonna because skip i don't this know what one. this is uh, funny fan voice. That's good. That's good. I okay. Think we all have a funny fan voice. So this does not refer to a fan of a show. This is talking about like a desk fan, and when you talk into it, your voice it goes gets like, warbly. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Um, I used to do this all the time as a kid. Yeah, I think th- this isn't just a media trope. This is a real life trope. You know, mm. like what what child hasn't done that that has access to electricity. Um, it's going to go up against anti-frustration features, which is pretty cool. Um, that's basically something that exists in games where like, if you just, if something is annoying, you can just like skip it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's like a a pretty cool thing. Um, it, I I don't see, I don't really understand. I don't think that that extends much past games is the thing. I don't think it really does either. Um, maybe if you were doing like a, I don't know, a choose well, your own adventure type thing. I mean, I guess like maybe like maybe post-production actually has anti-frustration features like scene, like scene edit detect or okay, like yeah. editing a sort, like putting a source clip LUT. Like those are anti, like literally it's like 
it's frustrating to have to do repetitive work. Yeah, it's basically so, s- yeah, skipping the tediousness. Yeah, hiring a freelancer. <laughs> Although sometimes, right, that could be a frustration generator. Um, the last matchup, it's going to be the first one is Teleport Gun. Yeah, once again, uh, you know, Futurama is a classic example of this. You know, it's just a ray gun that you shoot it at someone and it teleports them to somewhere else. Man, that would be a pretty cool thing to have. It says this is basically the impossibly cool weapon crossed with teleportation. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Um, all right, Chris, and you want to announce what the last one is in the Sizzle Reel Trope Creep Invitational Bracket Madness Tournament? Yeah, we're going to end this one on a, on a down note. It is... <laughs> The Hellhole Prison. A.K.A. the Matt H. King Memorial <laughs> Arena. <laughs> um, basically, it's uh, it's worse than your typical prison. It's it's somewhere where they really go the extra, the extra mile to, to break the prisoners in there. Yeah. It's, you know, think Alcatraz on steroids kind of thing. Yeah, lack of food, proper clothing. Uh, absence of light and sanitation. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Basically, stuff. you know, steps away from a concentration camp. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, that is definitely a a downer. The screenshot is from some sort of video game called Escape from Butcher Bay. So, <laughs> some sort of horror game, I guess. Yikes. Um, we have a, a lot of pretty good tropes in here, and I've got some some predictions, but we'll save them. Well, we won't even really get into predictions. We'll just kind of go go for it, I think, sure. next show. Um, but yeah, I think between now and the next show, I'm going to do some a little bit of research on what each of these things are, um, even though they're pretty self-explanatory. I think I'm going to try to come up with some examples for some, and uh, that'll help me make my decisions on what I think should be advancing. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I think that's it. I, I think, don't think it think, is. I think that's the show. No? No. I think- oh, is it time? I think it's time. All right, here we go. What we learned last week. What we learned last week. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Go for it. Thanks. Uh, so this you go w- ahead first. Okay, cool. Okay. Now, You're listening. You, want me, you want me to go? Yeah, you can go. Okay, so I learned that jury duty is, uh, it's annoying. It's 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 annoying. Like, I didn't think it was really going to be that annoying. Yeah. Not lie. I was like, you were like, I'm I'm excited to to serve my country in I, this capacity. I, I said that it probably would be kind of exciting. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, this really fucking sucks. Like, it's actually fucking terrible. Like, the seats aren't comfortable. Everything just sucked. And it was just like, we could have you you could you could do so much more with it that's a thing is yeah. it's like this canvas that's just like not utilized well because it's like okay well say you do want to call that many people in fucking make the place nice like put couches in like put make it a conducive environment for people to like want to be there like have a little f- free little coffee thing where someone's making espressos like have have a little snack bar with tiny little sandwiches you know yeah. have like couches and coffee tables have a little a bar that's like a by a window so you can sit near a window and work on your laptop like make it make, like it, a all, make it a vibe yeah make it a vibe why does jury duty have to fucking be so lame like uh, let's people are you're gonna get a hundred people in a room you might as well might as well foster connections not just sure, like people just, sit there in their fucking airpods yeah so serve some drinks you know have people you know get to know each other get to know their fellow also fellow jurors. give everyone two hundred dollars a day yeah 
Yeah. Give well, everybody $40, $200 $40 a, day. a day in New York City is such a fucking it's crazy. insult. It's crazy. It's crazy, dude. Like 40 bucks a day. That's uh, uh, that's like far below minimum wage. Yeah. Because they ask you to be there for like seven hours. It's crazy. Um, and like my, my lunch was 20 bucks. Uh, it's yeah. Yeah. Fucking insane. Um, what'd you learn? I learned that, um, the Fahrenheit system, uh, has been around longer than Celsius has by about 18 years. Wow. But I guess that kind of makes sense. Cause like a lot of Imperial measurements have been around longer, you Is know, like, like feet and stuff. Yards, yeah. yards. Yeah, like exactly. Um, was the, the metric system, I think, right. That was just to like get everyone aligned. It was like, bro, we can't all be using this crazy shit yeah basically and they were like celsius 100 boil zero freeze makes sense i'm into it i i still get confused uh about what temperature it, it is uh when i'm in a european country but i uh, you know i don't necessarily get that confused when it comes to celsius because i i kind of have a, a grasp on like the v- i know i know roughly i know within like 10 degrees i know like 27 is great that's yeah. what I know. I know like if yeah. it's 25 to 27, that's like when it's like, oh, it's nice out. Yes. But that's, that's about it. Um, I was going to say it's kind of related because temperature and measuring temperature and time. Is daylight savings time done? Is this a lot? Was that the last one? It's technically on the day this releases. It was before. Oh, that. I got you. Um, but, no, I don't think. I think that there was a bill proposed, but I don't think it's been pushed through yet. I think it's still kind of up in the air. Man, we need to figure that shit out, bro. I would love for daylight savings time to like cease. No, no, uh, not for me. I or want the one that we have in summer. Yes, right. So that's what I want. Yes, permanent same. time. I agree. Yeah. What is that? That's daylight savings time. Or that's, that's not daylight. That savings is time? daylight savings time. That's the one I want. You know. Gotcha. But you've heard my theory about time. I think it's relative. It, well, that that's not even theory. That's just a fact. I think that isn't a theory of relativity. All time. Everyone should be on the same time. Gravity is just a theory. Hell yeah. Everyone should be on the same time. Okay. So right now it's 7 p.m. in New York. It should be be 7 p.m. in fucking Australia. Well, actually, it's 7 a.m. there, but it should be 7 p.m. in India. It should be 7 p.m. in South Africa. It should be 7 p.m. in Panama. It should be 7, might be 7 p.m. in Panama. It should be 7 (laughs) p.m. in in Hawaii. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it should be 7 p.m. everywhere. That way that way, no one ever misses uh, a Zoom meeting exactly. because they got confused. Exactly. There, you, scheduling would like go so much smoother. And all you're changing is the number that's there. Like, yeah, okay, it'll take like a week or two and then people get used to it. It's like, so we, But we would probably go off of Greenwich Mean Time, right? No, fuck England. I think we should go off Tokyo's time. <laughs> So we, so basically we would wake up around 7 p.m. and our work day would be like 9 Nine to 5. That's awful. I don't want that. I care. I want to be around for the sun. You are. No, I don't want to sleep during the day. I've done this. I I had this exact (laughs) schedule in my life and it made me want to kill myself. People don't understand the whole fucking thing, man. I was saying that. Your circadian rhythms are going to stay the same, except we call it as different. So what we're calling this, we'd be calling this like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. That doesn't change, though. No, because we're going by what time it is in Japan. Okay. So like, look, right now, okay, 7 p.m. here. I'm going to type in current time, Tokyo. Current time, 9 a.m. So right now it's 9 a.m. 
It's cool. Let's go. We're going to go to bed probably like what time? Is so, it? so we're going to go to bed in five hours. So you're probably going to be going to bed around 2 p.m. So we'd be working around. We'd be working from like 2 a.m. to 9 a.m. But it would still be during the daytime. Is yes, that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So nothing changes. All so right. then if Tokyo wants to have a meeting, right, you go, um, you don't have to be like, okay, I work till six. So what is that your time? You go, I work two to nine. And they go, I work 2 a.m. to 9 a.m. They go, okay, I can do nine. I could do 8.30. And you go, okay, great. Let's do 8.30. So it's, it makes so much more sense, man. It's just that people don't, people aren't on that level, bro. <laughs> All right. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Where can the people find us? <laughs> we are at... And between what hours? <laughs> uh, 24 hours a day, 12 hours a night. We are at Sizzle Real Gang. Yeah. I'm just learning about time from you. Yeah. Okay. Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com is our email address. Also, I think it would make more sense if we had 30 hours in a day. That we can't change, but <laughs> we can't change that, unfortunately, but... It would be sick if we did because I just great. feel like six extra hours would really set it off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be better would for me. change, though. Things would be like it would get crazy. But this is some this is this is probably a trope. We're at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know what? Give Shishkin Productions a follow on Instagram and TikTok while it's still around. Yeah. Um, and of course, we have the Sizzle Real Cold Line. Time zones do not exist. Okay, that is it's a it's a trope. It All right, a tr- it's a trope. All right, um, three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. Call in, leave a message, or text in. Tell me about how you feel about time zones. Um, yeah, this is a real trope. Time zones do not exist. The Earth is spherical, and as such, the sun cannot light up its entirety. That's just impossible. Thus. While one side of the world is experiencing daylight, the other side is in nighttime. However, it's not that simple. Even in countries that are experiencing daylight, there are differences between hours. So one place could be in the middle of the day, and while another is evening. That's not always present in fiction. So I'm trying to live in fiction, I think. That's Aren't we all? Preach, brother. Um, Chris. Alexi. Thank you for, for joining me in the studio today. <laughs> in the Matt H. King Memorial Arena. And, uh, and lounge. And lounge. And um, I'm excited to kickoff next week the sizzle reel trope creep invitational bracket madness tournament Woo! bye a shishkin productions podcast